Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Luke and I are unpacking Naval Ravikant. Thoughts on education to begin with, and what today, what would Naval Ravikant do with his kids? So this comes from a bit of the How to Get Rich sequence, but also some of the stuff he said directly about education, Luke, and uh, just put together, you know, and so a, go- a good summary of like what's a generic education experience look like. I think it's worth going through because it is a very... And he's a very good picture for most people. So firstly, he would not. there's not much he would force on them, really. He would not force them to learn an instrument for the sake of it, for example. A lot of parents have that. Um, I think my parents had that a bit, like, learn an instrument, it'll, it'll be good. Um, I think he's more, he emphasizes that he wants children, like his children, to follow their own natural curiosities, which everything I've learned about education for all this digging so far and we go back to da vinci and einstein as the two one two of the greatest examples is all about curiosity curiosity is the ultimate catalyst of learning so he would consider abdicating schools altogether because he sees that exceptional characters are built in solitude we discussed that in the last couple of episodes not complete isolation mind you just solitude having time to develop oneself away from pressure and, and prying eyes and other people's insecurities bleeding over. And that the socialization we emphasize with schooling is actually the problem, which is probably a, a good point. Not that everyone has great home lives either. Socialization can be triggered through other means, especially some online alternatives. Anyway, he would give them core things to learn, like basic literacy, foundational math, logic, computer science, and I'm assuming now, because it's a bit of a different time now, probably some Web3 concepts, because they're probably going to be very foundational for the, for the next generation, but it's still very early. It's like the first days of the internet now for Web3. Um, on reading, specifically on reading, he has one of the best quotes on reading I've ever heard, right? Get them to read what they love until they love to read. Mm-hmm. So if they start off interested in soccer, or basketball or something, then reading Pele's story or, I don't know, a book about Michael Jordan or something like that. Indulge those interests first and then the, and then they can develop a love of reading itself instead of trying to force things on them, like reading. Even though everyone says, yeah, reading is good, reading is good, that doesn't mean that the forcing of reading is, is good. Um, it, it crushes the actual interest people can have in it. And so the other thing, I think it's not too deliberate. His approach is not forceful, not over-calculated or over-optimized, right? It's not getting so crazy like kids need to learn this, then this, then this. I think I've heard this from people who are teachers who work in the schooling system, Luke, who say, oh, there's so much we need to be teaching them. You know, we can't fit it all in because you've got the mm. curriculum they're obligated to teach, which is all, you know, like it's, it's, it's a strange combination of stuff but it's just obligatory. And then you've got all these alternate things. People come in, do talks about depression, mental health. They do talks about life skills and investing. And this this is happening in the alternate space. It's all very, a little bit different wherever you go. But they're like, they can't cram everything in. You know, that's part of their concern. And my thoughts before Naval, but I think taking this, this sounds great to me. I don't know how everyone else feels listening. You're free to disagree, but this sounds great. This is the sort of thing I've, I don't know, envisaged for the future of education. It's almost like you just got to actually cut most of what you're doing, really. <laughs> um, and, and leave like the really, if 
be very strict, uh, not strict, but be very deliberate about what we're actually going to call foundational. Because everyone has this, like everyone has these opinions, like, I don't know, everyone should learn how to change a tire. Like, mm, well, in 15 years, I don't know how many people actually own cars. So I don't know if changing a tire is that useful. I don't know if that's going to create successful people in society, Um, (laughs) competent people. So, you know, everyone always has these opinions around everyone's got, every kid should learn this, every kid should learn that. And that's, you know, if you, if you let them have their way, they'd probably just recreate a different version of what we have now. That's the irony. But I, I kind of really like this. I think it's just simple. So his advice to parents who don't have the same means as him, because obviously he's very financially well off, very resourceful, very intelligent, is to, one, form a homeschooling network. Two, live as tribal a life as possible, which I, th- I think that's really important in the future. I think the Gillage kind of idea, Luke, when I think of mm. live as tribal a life as possible. And three, if not, if you can't do any of those two, go to the best school you basically can. Because, yeah, a lot of parents, rightly, you know, don't have those resources that, that he has to directly teach or facilitate some of this stuff, especially... Modern society, a lot of people on the hamster wheel of doing some other form of work and and not being able to be the primary educator of their children. Uh, It's just the system we have. So I don't know, Luke, I'd love to ask you, what would you teach your children? Are there anything? I don't think it's something you might have thought about. but Definitely not. I, I mean, I do. First thing I would have done, to tell you the truth, is try and get kids into the best school possible. That would be my first default just off the top of my head. But Hmm. I really like Naval's point around reading. It's been such an influential part of my life. Um, And that distinction, getting yourself into the habit before you start, because you want to develop a nice relationship with reading and you really have to give it a good go. And kids, because it's, I think it's a, it's an action that's not exactly fun or in, it provides the same sort of feedback as, say, watching a YouTube video or something like that. Mm. So you really need to potentially get kids interested in it first. So that's – I really like that idea. And I would follow the same, but, <laughs> you know, I've, I've stole it off him. So I, Well, that, that's completely fine because I, th- I, yeah. I think if you look at it, if you take away the fact that Naval is saying this, which I know is not necessarily easy because we know Naval is saying this, but if you just look at it, it's pretty simple because he's not saying that's the only things they would learn, right? He's saying the rest is following their curiosities. If mm. they like, if they like the concept of esports, indulge the interest of esports. And you and I did a whole bunch of episodes around uh, around the one thirty ish mark in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Around it's not what you're interested in, but when you're interested in it. Because what a lot of people might not appreciate is the second order nature of this sort of education. Because if you start off, maybe you're, you've got a weird interest in, say, esports or origami. I don't know. And it's like, how productive is that origami? But perhaps someone could create an origami school if they love origami, like an online workshop or a YouTube series and stuff like that. And from there, there are niches of the internet with people, I'm sure, who would pay for that understanding or whatever, view that content. And then maybe there's some sort of market-based, so you can meet a certain market 
you know, and make that a living out of that or a first living. And then by doing that, you might become interested in something else like growing on YouTube or marketing because you've enjoyed that process of, of building it. And now you're interested in marketing or you're interested in sales, which, which happens so often. So that's why I think it's this natural letting people just follow the rabbit holes because if it's curiosity driven, they'll just end up where they'll end up and they'll be intrinsically motivated of course, when they're when it, when it's their curiosity, they'll be intrinsically motivated, which means you'll get through. When it's not intrinsic motivation, everything else is bribing. I'll bribe you to learn math because if if okay, if you do math, I'll let you stay with your age group, not feel like a you know um, some sort of stupid person, and progress and then graduate into society. So that's the bribe. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm not sure maybe some of Naval's criticism comes back to the fact that the environment we're placed in is not very conducive to finding interests because it's so structured. So it doesn't allow the curiosity to bubble to the surface is my thoughts behind that. Yeah. What, what do you... Yeah I, yeah, I think that that's pretty pretty much the case. Uh, you, you and I can just reflect on our own experiences of school and, and think about you know whether that was the case. And I'd say in some instances, yes, I did. It's not that there's no discovery there. I did discover things, but it was things like writing because we had English. Drama because luckily our school did some form of, you know, drama and debating. Mm. Uh, so I think, but I think there were obviously other things that were not in my conscious awareness because it wasn't at school. I think a, a lot of other people um, are not, do not get that from school, obviously. So people who went to the same school as you and I, even though there was drama and different sports and different little, there was a philosoph- there was a philosophy club. I never did that, right? There was a philosophy club. So you know, it's it's sometimes it's timing, but sometimes it's like, it's not like people have this attitude of like, I want to explore everything there is here. So, so it's more like why get is it. that? Yeah, it's more get oh, I need to it. get through the day. I remember distinctly all the time you sort of just, all right, now it's now we're in uh, fourth class. Okay, so we've got this long left. Like a lot, of the, a lot of the thinking was trying to get your head around how much longer you had in the day. Yeah, it's true. It's the classic outcome-based life. Like I'm just waiting for this thing. I'm not, I'm not wanting to be where I am right now. I'm only here because I have to and I'm waiting for something else. And it's just, there's no, this is the Alan Watts again. You know, you don't really want people to be on that. That's, that's not a happy existence generally. So I think it's, I think it's fascinating. It's interesting, those options that uh, for any parents who listen to this to reflect on and what they think about schooling, they have to make their own minds up, right? They can't take my ideas, your ideas, one of ours, independent thinking, please. But I do think that the space will rapidly evolve. And I imagine it will look like some combination of, Online will be the best for the actual learning component and discovery. In-person will be better for the uh, in-person relationships and physical nature of like activities. Um, And I imagine as remote working will rise, I also imagine more and more people actually want to spend that use remote working so they can spend more time with family. So Mm. they might be dropping them off at activities rather than full-time school. Yeah, well, I never thought about it mm. for that capacity, how much 
time it might give people back when kids start embracing the well, not work from study from home because it's practical. Yes, yes. I think again it comes back to a more tribal society because you can probably have someone's house where they you know you can all go to Scott's house maybe because Scott or, or Scott or Scott and and his wife. They're in that mode where, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll take the kids on Mondays from the community and run whatever, espresso workshops or something. So you get you get this kind of concept. Um, I think that is an exciting possibility. Anyway, we're rambling. Well, not rambling, but we're, I think we've juiced that lemon. The next, so we're going to get, we've talked about those service ideas of Naval's on education. And now, Luke, you've been very well behaved. So tomorrow we get to start unpacking Naval's famous How to Get Rich. And I might begin with tomorrow's episode, One Problem with the series, uh, from my from in my opinion. So we'll start with that tomorrow. All right. One so, problem. See you then. <laughs>